And that's about the time Welcome she back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM for the Bud Light Big Game Week. Five shows live from Las Vegas. Joining us right now, very special guest in the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat, Sean Stellato, the agent of Tommy DeVito, ton of other things. You ju I just uh, got this book, No Backing Down. How are you doing, man? I'm well, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, very excited to be here. Very humbled, uh, ultra-focused, uh, you know, service in my clients. I'm happy for Tommy, obviously, in the nine games, had a, you know almost 90% completion rate, and uh, we're excited for you know the future. Uh, excited for the draft class too. Can you just kind of explain to us a little bit about the the hoopla and the excitement that took place with Devito this season? I mean, it was it was almost storybook. I mean, it was movie made. Uh, uh, you know, Tommy was an elite 11 quarterback. Tommy was uh, the MVP of the uh, Oregon Open back against Tua. Uh, Could have went anywhere and went to Syracuse. And we're not gonna you know point fingers at Syracuse, whether it's injuries, whether it's politics, um, uh, luck. Uh, he goes, reinvents himself at Illinois, and I knew Tommy was special when I saw him play uh, at Syracuse, and then obviously it, it kind of validated that at Illinois, and um, a testament to the Giants. They saw the value in him draft day, and 20 other teams didn't, and um, he went out there. He had to learn and comprehend another playbook, third playbook, and he did that, and I really feel good that he made the most out of his opportunity. And we're here at 910, the fan in Richmond, we're the home of the Washington Commanders. We got to see Tommy uh, firsthand there in the victory for the Giants over the Commanders. And, and, you know, it was it was incredible to watch him, but it really it was cool how it kind of broke through pop culture and sports. Like he became an icon to the, like, the Italian-American community. You know, Tommy and I put a premium on that from day one about our heritage. Uh, that's the root of where it all began. Our ancestors, uh, his parents really embraced the same like my family does. Uh, so being able to preserve that and see everything kind of come to fruition, uh, that Washington game was special. I drove literally through the night from Clemson to see my nephew have six or seven catches against UNC. Uh, I think I got like an hour and a half sleep and then watched him put on a, a great performance, a great play call, and it was just the weather was perfect. It was one of those surreal days. Not as special as December, uh, I think it was 11th. But uh, it, it was cool to see uh, him do that. Sean Stellato joining us on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, author of No Backing Down, the inspirational story, the 1994 Salem High School football team, also the agent of Tommy DeVito. So uh, during this season, I loved how... You popped up, and then you were doing radio and TV shows all around the country. What was it like with your phone blowing up? There? You know, I, my text messages, I stopped getting texts at one point. It was absolutely nuts. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, the beauty of that was the fact is I was getting inducted into the National uh, uh, Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame, which is a 5013C, on that Friday. And it really put a tremendous amount of exposure on that, which is to give back and help kids. Um, so that was cool. I mean, the notoriety was, you know, it was great. It was cool for coaches and friends, and my kids got a kick out of it. But the real beauty of that was being able to segue that for opportunities for my other clients. Yeah. Because um, I'm only as good as my clients. And, you know, I, I, you know, from Tommy, obviously, Afatu is one of the top safeties rated in the game with the Lions. Um, Chris Manhurts. Andrew DePauler, my long snappers, all pro. Uh, Cam Lewis with the Bills. I got some... You know, really good guys, blue-collar guys um, that I know, you know, if they're given the opportunity, they'll, they'll do, they'll step up to the plate and deliver. Sean, my producer was telling me, did you used to rep Alfred Morris? I did. I had, I, I actually had Alfred, and I got him his deal to go to Dallas. 
Yeah, um, I, I didn't like that move. I wanted him to stay uh, in Washington. Well, Eric yeah. Schaefer was the, he was the, he was in charge of that. He was the contract guy, man. Um, but I, yeah, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, it would have probably been a better fit. I mean, they had the Jones kid that they kind of were trying to have him as the heir apparent to Alfred. I mean, you saw his touches in year four went down drastically. Yeah, um, it was that was frustrating. But uh, yeah, Alfred, great player, great guy and uh i'm actually catching balls tomorrow in the celebrity sweat flag game from rg3 oh that's awesome yeah i'm glad you brought that up because you know i'm a diehard commanders fan from the area went to school here in richmond then worked in dc and you know in my lifetime we just haven't had that success except for that 2012 season mm. it was iconic with robert and alfred yeah they were they were a good match they were in sync um and you know that they were they'll be immortalized for that year uh, but good, great players. Uh, Robert's a great dude. Him and I, you know, both have four daughters, so we got some things in common. Um, but yeah, Alfred, Alfred's a good guy too. Had a, had a carved out a nice little uh, career. Sean, I love your outfit. Can you explain it to a little? Uh, yeah, explain to us a little bit because this is radio. People aren't seeing the way you're looking. Man. Yeah, you know, I um, this it's funny when that went viral. People were asking like, my wife, uh, uh, not my wife, but asking people that my wife was laughing because. Like if they do, anyone does any due diligence or researches you from the last like 15 years, you've been wearing fedoras since like 07. <laughs> um, I love Sinatra. I like, you know, Stallone. Um, my grandmother worked in a men's department store, retired when she was 86, lived with me. So she always made sure that my, my fashion game was on point, even as a kid trying to be like Don Johnson, white sport coat. <laughs> um, so this is just me. I mean, Certain people, you know, they wear dreads or braids or mohawks. Um, you know, I dress. That's part of my, you know, spiel. That's part of my uh, brand. And um, I, I think it's an Italian thing. I mean, we like fashion. Right. Dress good, look good, feel good. Yeah, that's true. I, You know what? And that was my mindset as a player. Really? If I, dress, if I looked the part, everything, my dad used to shine the helmet, you know, <laughs> cleats, the socks were tight. Uh my uh, high school teammate, oh, we going clubbing, you know, because we'd always be uh, Jamone. But uh, that, w- <laughs> that that's so true. You look good, play good, feel good, uh, ball out good. Do you think that this story from this season could be turned into a motion picture? 100%. Yeah. I mean, let's face it. You know, this country is broken in a lot of ways, and uh, this story is giving hope to a lot of people. Yeah. You know, a lot of underdogs, a lot of maybe guys that go undrafted. I mean, it's just that you know local boy makes good um doing it the right way uh, i just think it all ties into to that and then let's face it green bay packers they could easily have been in the nfc championship oh yeah he was 17 for 21 nearly perfect a uh, couple drops um two minute game winning drive so i i think so i mean it's just uh, there's so many beautiful things that people you know about the benching and all that I mean, you can't control personnel. Right. I mean, he... At the point in the season, from Anders' perspective, it looked like the Giants could make a run to that last wild card spot. Yeah, they did. I know. New Orleans played them tough. You know, they had a game plan. Uh, I mean, he was sacked, I want to say, seven or eight times. That was tough to see going down there. Um, But, I mean, he showed how tough he was from the abuse he took that day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Tommy, I mean, his ability to to get it done with his legs, too, is... Is you know makes him even more of a, a challenging commodity uh, for opposing defenses and uh, yeah I was just proud of him he did not play like a rookie and um, 
you know, I look at, but it, we're both far from, you know, content. Yeah. You know, we know it's, you know, it's an opinion-based business. You're constantly evaluated. So it's just about being better than you were yesterday. So the Tommy DeVito story, if it becomes a movie, give us a title and who plays you? Whew. I mean, Italian underdog and maybe uh, who plays me? I could see Jake Gyllenhaal. I'm just yeah, I like Jake. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, I do like Jake. As long as I can body double, I'm good with Jake. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah, too. But uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, I, I look at that's the beauty of storytelling and, and motion picture. I mean, it just takes one that one person, right, to see the intrinsic value in it, and you know, get poetic licensing and get creative, and there you go, just like the, that magical sauce. Sean, tell me a little bit about this book or yeah, anything else you've written. Yeah, the, you know, no backing down. It's kind of like a Remember the Titans meets a team of Rudy's. It's Love a, that. Remember the Titans was right in my area. Right, up. you're yeah. right, and um, it's it's a human triumph story. Uh, underdog high school football team backdrop Salem, Mass. Halloween, major teacher strike shuts the school system down. Coach has two contracts. One as a teacher, one as a coach. He's got to make a decision what to do. Uh, the union blesses him to go coach the kids. Administration says coach will terminate you on the spot. Kids break into school, steal their equipment, stash it at a local field. Wow. Quarterbacks living with his dying grandmother. Running back, brother gets hit by a bus. Captain of the team's brother suffers a bacterial meningitis, loses both legs. So you got all these kids holding on to this hope of getting to, you know, getting a scholarship, getting an opportunity, and it's going to be a forfeit. And uh, it comes down to. Um, we're getting ready to play Todd McShay and Swamp Scott, which I know Todd had some fun with me. Um, and, you know, we went out there and we, you know, went to the bathroom in their uh, home field and uh, we got it done. I'll, I'll play them on every level and beat them. Uh, two more games left. That game was the national game of the week on Sports Channel, 12,000 people there. Um, I don't want to give the story away. My connection to the story is I was the quarterback living with my dying grandmother. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so it's a, it's a beautiful story and it's um, – Title really defines my life. No backing down. That's my mantra. Sean Stellato, of course, superstar agent here in the NFL. Before I let you go, I don't want to paint you in a bad light or your client at all, but could you kind of give us some behind the scenes from what happened with, with the pizza shop there with Tom? Yeah, you know, I'm not. that's behind us, but all I'll say is this. I never had one conversation with that man in my life. Mm -hmm. So he went out and just did his thing so that was disappointing there was mis well, it's, it's tough because everybody's cloud chasing jumping on what you yeah were yeah building. we had we had exactly um so i'll leave it at that but i know at the end of the day there was a, maybe a little miscommunication but i never i never spoke to that man i never met that man in my life uh, but it is what it is and we've all moved forward for it and um yeah man i i you know count my wins not my losses and i know my track record speaks more myself and and I like to look at is I'm a, I'm a good agent, but I'm a, a better human being. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, that's what I got to look at myself and be that strong, you know, male figure for my four daughters. Well, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks Thank a lot. Thank you, Adam, for having me. God bless. All the best. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. the Bud Light Big Game Week, five live shows from Vegas. And joining us right now here at Radio Row on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, Jake Plummer, 1997, second-round pick of the Arizona Cardinals. I remember him from his time with the Denver Broncos, 2005 Pro Bowler. Jake, what's going on? Man, I'm down in Vegas. Whoever thought the Super Bowl would be in Vegas. Right? 
doorsteps away from uh, gambling, you know, like <laughs> what's going on in NFL. But it's cool. It's fun. I love coming down here because I get to see just a bunch of people, a bunch of players, a bunch of, you know, individuals I've had cross my path throughout my career and then continue to keep seeing them. And we're all aging gracefully and uh, <laughs> moving through it like we should. So it's fun to be down here. Yeah, it is cool seeing and running into, like, quarterbacks that I used to watch when I was growing up. I'm, I'm 31 years old now, and I specifically remember you were my favorite quarterback to use in NFL Blitz. Nice. My yeah, favorite I quarterback. I get that sometimes. There yeah? was a couple years there in Madden, too, where I was just, like, the, I was fast and unstoppable <laughs> yeah, throwing yeah. on the run. People <laughs> like, man, I used to kill it with you. And yeah. Like, well, that's cool. I didn't really play video games, so <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me, but that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, how would you respond if somebody said, what does it take to be an NFL quarterback who can have a 10-year career? <sighs> what, what does it take? I mean, just the drive and desire and the want to. You know, I mean, obviously – it's not all up to me. I had a lot of great individuals along the way that taught me a lot. I had a lot of coaches that instilled a lot of confidence in me to believe in myself. But they also gave me the opportunity to grow. You know, I think that the game nowadays is, is what have you done for me lately? Is yeah. like what have you done for me right now? And guys aren't really allowed a chance to grow very much. And we see it in coaches. You know, they bring them in and in one year you didn't do well, they fire them. Mm-hmm. Or players that come in and they just don't. They have a, a, a few bad games, they're benched, and then you never hear about them again. So it's really like I had the opportunity to grow, have growing pains, go through those, and, and sustain a 10-year career. So it was me, but it was also a lot of people around me that helped mold me into that and helped me continue down that path. And So really it's believing in yourself, and then if you're lucky enough, having guys around you that believe in you too. Joined by former Pro Bowl quarterback Jake Plummer here live from Radio Row. Are there any quarterbacks in the league right now that remind you of yourself at all? Um, yeah, Josh Allen. Oh, no, I like player, that. Man. I had never run anybody <laughs> over. But, you know, he's like if you put on 60 pounds on me and, right. and toughen me up. You know, that guy's amazing yeah you know, like what but the does. like the gunslinger run around the yeah, pocket there's kind a of lot style of them out there man they're little they've they the qb position is now allowing for athletes that can throw to find their groove now you still have to be a high level thrower but any athlete that has real athletic skills they can challenge themselves and get better at pocket passing at doing the, the going through one two three uh but then that moving out of the pocket, split-second decision to go off the cuff, you can't really coach that into a player that doesn't have that. You either have that and learn to be a pocket passer or you're a pocket passer. And so having Jalen Hurts, you know, Kyler Murray, you got Josh Allen, you got Patrick Mahomes who's been showing the world, hey, you can throw the ball all sorts of angles, and you can throw it back over there if you want. If you got the arm strength, of course, he's got a cannon. Yeah. And it's fun. You know, I've really enjoyed watching some of these young players that, you know, 15 years ago, may, 20 years ago may not have gotten an opportunity because they didn't fit this mold or this prototypical QB quotient that people had come up with. There's more off-script plays from a quarterback. Yeah. Now. I mean, there used to be Mark, Mark Tressman used to say, Mark Tressman used to say, you know, he'd call the play, but 30% of the plays I call, they're going to go a different route. Yeah. And that's going to be up to you to, what, to make them good or bad. And so, you know, those are improvisations. Those are times when the pocket broke down or the play was broken. Now it may be a little more even. But I, I enjoy it. I think it's really fun. It's, it's, the game's opened up. 
Um, it's high scoring. You see a lot of offensive production. I feel bad for defensive players. Yeah. They really get the short end of the stick here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they can't touch the guys, but then there's just, I don't know. It's a fun game to watch still for me. I don't dive into the X's and O's too much other than I, I really enjoy it for entertainment value. Jake, so we're in Richmond, Virginia, and we're cool. the Richmond home of the Washington Commanders. We've been searching for a quarterback for 30 years. I'm hoping yeah. this could be the offseason. Do you know anything about these prospects? I really like Caleb Williams. I, I, To be honest, I have not watched much college ball, so I only know just what I hear, and I, I think it sounds like he's you know, leading the charge, being one of the top guys. And he did it at college, so if he's done it at college, you know, the possibilities of him doing it at the next level, it all depends. It's very predicated on falling into a city that, you know, you feel good in. Yeah. Then also being surrounded by coaches and players that believe in you and, and are willing to work with what you have to mold you into the player you can be. You know, it's fitting a quarterback into your system sometimes doesn't work instead of fitting the system, changing it to, to fit the quarterback skills. If they find the right guy and they get the right coaches, you know, hopefully they can that he can have some success. But it seems like guys are coming out of the league, coming out of college and going straight in and having a lot of success right away, which is very not, not like CJ Stroud, like holy smokes. Like yeah. I can't imagine my rookie year I was doing okay, but I wasn't doing it like that. Right. I was learning on the run, you know. So it, these guys know so much more now and have the knowledge and the breakdown of the game that when they get to the league, it's like if they fall into the right position, you can have success. Former NFL Pro Bowl quarterback Jake Plummer, Jake the Snake with us here. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that 2005 Denver Broncos team. Great season, great record. You know, who were some of the teammates you were closest with? I had so many good teammates on that, that squad. Um, you know, Rod Smith was Loved A1, him. one of my favorite teammates ever. As mm -hmm. far as a quarterback, having a guy like him in the huddle, at practice, in the games, whatever, he was so solid. Could count on him no matter what. Um, Al Wilson was one of my favorites. What a phenomenal linebacker. Doesn't get enough credit for being a dominant force that he was for us, Those his run in Denver. Uh, Ruben Drones, one of my good buddies, great running back. You know, that, he wasn't there in 05, but he was with me with the Broncos. And I had a great set of O-linemen, you know, Tommy Nalen, Matt Lepsis, George Foster, Cooper Carlisle, Ben Hamilton. I mean, these guys were solid, smart, smart players. And so Coach Shanahan was grateful. I was grateful to have that opportunity for four years there to have success. You know, definitely show the NFL that I was, I did deserve to be there and I could do it. And we got close to the big one in 05. Too bad we didn't make it because we had a Super Bowl championship level team. Yeah. But Still, I got to that level. Like, what a what a what an accomplishment for you know, kid that had a little dream as a <laughs> as an eight nine year old kid. I had a dream to get there, and here I was, one step away. So, great teammates, great organization. Still involved with those guys. That's a, a very well run pro, uh, organization up there, even with the new ownership. And uh, just blessed to have had an opportunity. John Lynch was on that team. Are you surprised by his success after his playing career? Thank you, you for see saying, that coming? Yeah, thank you for saying, John, another amazing teammate. You yeah. know, one, just a guy who I had no doubt that he, you know, he was going to be, he was always prepared. Mm -hmm. And did I have any, no, John's a successful person. He has been successful his whole life. You know, he's got 
the discipline, he has the work ethic, and he's got great belief in himself and has people around him that believe in him. So when he got there, it's been fun to watch him do his thing. And, and he, has an eye for t he has an eye for talent. He knows how to go find it. And we're seeing that with some of the players they put in to the, to the puzzle pieces they put together that are they're stepping up and making plays. Jake, I'm jealous of how great shape you're still in. Tell me a bit about GetUmbo.com and your 21-day challenge. Yeah, we're starting a little 21-day challenge to help, one, introduce some healthy habits okay. to your routine, but also if those healthy habits can, can also be using some products from GetUmbo, whether that's our tinctures, our charge and recharge, or our capsules, our micro-rise, micro-rest. This is all just nature at its, at its finest. Uh, all natural products that are engineered to help us perform and recover better. So they're out there for you. If you want to get into it, check us out, getumbo.com. Me and Rashad Evans are going to be, you know, giving you a little bit of morsels daily to, to help you, like I said, initiate some, some positive habits that can help your, you know, wellness path uh, become clearer, I guess you could say. And uh, consistency over time equals results. You can't just do something for four or five days and expect to make a difference. This is setting you on a path to hopefully establish some habits to wake up and get moving. You right. Know? So how do you do the 21-day challenge and then day 22 you, you don't get a piece of pizza and, you know, just go back to normal? Well, you know, you, we hope to establish these habits to keep doing it, you know. Mm -hmm. And, and, yeah. and we're going we're gonna to select one lucky winner to come out and have a fun time in Colorado with me. Uh, someone that, that's involved and does the challenge. So there is some benefit to it if you get involved. There's a reward at the end of the tunnel at least to come out and hang out with me for a day. We might play pickleball. We might go on a hike. Might tour my farm, show you the mushrooms. Whatever it may be, it's more just a chance to, to build our community. Uh, hopefully people join the newsletter to get the information and the blogs we're putting out with new information daily they're coming out with. The beautiful kingdom of fungi holds a lot of potential for human health. Uh, and not only human health, but the Mother Earth also. So it's worth being curious, looking at, and, and checking it out if you want to take your health in your own hands. Are you playing pickle now? Yeah, man. Me too, man. I've been playing. I played for the, about the last six years off and on, but okay. it's just getting so prominent now. There's courts outside. I'm meeting people that have built courts in their yard. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I would play that game every day because it doesn't beat my body down yet. It's so much fun. Right. Yeah, that's what I love is, like, you show up, and there's like 16 paddles there. You can just yep. line up with anyone and, and, and play. And you might jump on the court with a 70-year-old lady, a 64-year-old man, and a 21-year-old dude and right. have a great time. Yeah. And it's competitive. And there's not many sports you can span that many years and still have fun. So it's one of the things I'm trying to get more guys aware of because a lot of times – if you're not moving and you're not active, you're giving yourself no chance for success. You're going to start hurting. Your body's going to be achy. You're going to feel bad. But if you can initiate uh, something like this 21-day challenge, will get you up, get you ready. Go play pickleball. Pick up a new sport, something challenging. Then you'll thank me later. Yeah. Well, I'm thanking <laughs> you right now. I really appreciate yeah. the time. Thanks so right much. On. Thanks for having me yep, on the show. That's Jake Plummer. Cool. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on The Fan. Welcome back to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, broadcasting live from Radio Row. Bud Light, big 
Game Week. Five live shows here from Vegas. Joining us right now, very special guest from the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hot Seat, Annie Agar. What's going on, Annie? I'm great. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great, and uh, I've been telling you I've been a fan of yours for a while. What I love is how you kind of like created this niche, right, doing something, going viral for it, but then stuck with it and really built something. Oh, thank you so much. That means a lot because I, you know, I started this with no intention of of having a viral video. I just wanted to make some people laugh during COVID because I think we were all kind of down at that time and sports wasn't going on because yeah. I was worked in local news and we weren't covering anything so I think it was just the right time to come out with a video and people liked it apparently so I did it. So put you on the spot here kind of explain Ron Rivera and the Commanders this oh, season from your Ron, national perspective. Ron is my guy. Look, I gotta tell you guys oh, okay. he is one of the best human beings you will ever meet. I met him. He was when I first when I first started doing this this uh, social side of everything. He was the first interview I ever had, first big interview. Oh wow! And I told him I want to do this series where I go and interview coaches where they're comfortable. So tell me what you want to do. And he said, "I like to golf. Do you like to golf?" Uh, first of all, I'm a terrible golfer. Let me preface <laughs> that. I, I mean, I'm terrible. I can chip and putt, but that's about it. So I said, "Yeah, I can golf. Let's go golf somewhere and then have a little chat." So he said, "Oh, great." And I'm thinking we're gonna pick some place in you know Virginia or somewhere close to close to where he is. He's like, "Well, I have a place on Pebble Beach." Do you want to go golf out at Pebble Beach? Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go golf in Pebble Beach. The best conversation. We He was emotional because he opened about, up about the cancer. Like, the best guy you will ever meet. That being said, terrible situation in, for the commanders. It was a rough year coaching-wise. Both sides of the ball. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys are kind of cleaning house and starting fresh. I think that'll be better for the commanders, but he is the best guy you'll ever meet. Yeah, I mean, certainly a great guy. In my mind, not a good football coach. I felt like he lost the locker room at times this season, and that was so frustrating from like the fan perspective. Like, Even though you know you're out of the playoff hunt, you still want to see a good product right. on the field, and it felt like he, the players didn't want to play for him anymore. Yeah, it's tough, too, when you trade away like your two best guys. Right. And, uh, and I, it's all, it's, you kind of lose. I mean, when they did that, it kind of showed – you know, we're not we're not making the playoffs. We're not here to I don't even know win games is the right thing to say, but it, it is <laughs> tough to lose a it is tough to lose a whole franchise like that. Annie Agar with us here, NFL correspondent at Watch Stadium, of course, gone viral for all your social media videos. It's so awesome. So let's go get into your wardrobe real quick. Oh, like, love it. How do you do it? You've got something for every single team. You know, I couldn't do it by myself, let me just say. I okay. started out with, like, the, the typical, like, the Peyton Manning jersey. You know, I had a couple other random ones. And then uh, the teams got smart, and they started sending me jerseys because ah. they wanted to be well represented in the meetings. Yeah. So they send me um, – I, ha- I probably have a jersey and a shirt for every – team uh-huh. I think all 32 teams and I held out on a couple of them for a while like the Jets because it just fit to have like a, a taped on logo falling off the shirt that just seemed like the Jets <laughs> to me so I uh, held out on a lot a lot of them but I think I have all 32 now that's awesome Andy so I started in this industry as a producer and an editor so when I watch your videos like I oh, know how much time it takes to edit it to kind of produce the whole thing and that's kind of my favorite thing about thank it because so I don't much. think people realize like how much extra time goes into it it's it's a lot let me tell you it's a lot of re- I mean I put in probably 10 hours of research because I want I can make any jokes but I want to make a joke that hits the fan base so I do I research like past plays and like things that have happened that maybe I not even from my era of football so that I can really dive into those inside jokes uh, and then I, I wake up on Tuesday morning and I, I start editing on Monday watch Monday Night Football reshoot a little bit wake up at 3 a.m. on Tuesday to hopefully get the video edited and done like the final round of edits done by noon to post on Tuesday so it is <laughs> extreme extreme amount of work but it's so so worth it 
And you've already had an incredible punchline this week <laughs> at Allegiant <laughs> Stadium you. longer than Josh McDaniel. <laughs> yes, I mean, you just you. got you've got all the punches. <laughs> I couldn't pull that one. I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> it's so much fun hanging out. So NFC East, you know, this is the division that does not have a back-to-back winner for the past 20 That's years. Crazy. Cowboys just won it. Which means they're not going to win it next year, right? What are you thinking? I, I mean, the Commanders are they they are going up the, now that the Stock Eagles look, look now that the Eagles look like they're the Cowboys 2.0. I I just don't know what's going on in that division. I think a lot of people do. Halfway through the year, we had no idea. Well, we thought it was going to be the Eagles, and then they just fell off a cliff. Um, yeah, I think the Commanders' stock is definitely going up. Dan Quinn, Cliff Kingsbury. The question is. Do you guys get Caleb Williams? That I want him. I know you I'm, do. I'm, I, it's like you've been listening to my show. I all Every day, all day, all I do is make the case for Caleb because this is the generational type talent that could oh, put it, you over the it's lid. It's like Joe Burrow. You need a guy that's going to change your franchise, and this is the guy to do it. However, it, are, is Chicago going to let him go? And I don't think the answer is yes, yeah. no matter what you offer him. Well, if that happens, I don't want to trade for Justin Fields. No. Not interested Mm-mm. in that. No. I, I think you're right. I think they it's a system thing, too. Like, Chicago's system didn't work. I don't know if your system would work, but why risk it when you could get, like, a Drake May or, a, you know, Jaden Daniels? I know the drop-off is so extreme from Caleb Williams. Not so extreme, but from what I just talked to, like, Matt Leinart the other day said, big drop-off from a quarterback perspective from Caleb Williams to, like, a Drake May or Jaden Daniels. I agree, yeah. But, um, but yeah, but if you're going to trade a spot like that, I mean, you got to guarantee – you're getting the best quarterback that's going to change your franchise. And I think Caleb Williams is that. But I love that. Hey, we'll stuff. We see. Need, yeah, clip that line right there from <laughs> Andy, live from Radio Row. So what do you have planned for the rest of the week? Uh, a lot of interview stuff. Um, I Like you said, I work for Stadium, so I do live hits with them on their show every night. And then we're going to go to NFL Honors and uh, the Commissioner's Party, a couple other parties. So just trying to get around and seeing everybody and saying hi and keeping the energy up. That's the hardest thing. Do you have any, <laughs> any uh, advice on how to keep the energy other than, like, 15 coffee? in a day, I will take it. I think it's just about being sweet and having a good smile. I'm good. And you've got oh that covered. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. I'll take it. See, I go you're already giving me more energy. I know. I know. <laughs> right? I'm pumping you up. I want to go back to, you know, COVID area when you started making those yes. videos. You know, I look at it, and I'm like, I'm amazed by it, right? Because I've seen what it's become now three or four years later. Yeah. So when that was first starting, what was it like getting offers, getting emails, interview requests, all that stuff? It was, it was crazy. And I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to say yes to and what to turn down. So thankfully, I did an interview with The Athletic, and the guy, sweet, sweetest guy, Stuart Mandel, who did the interview, he said I, he could tell I was very stressed out because it was, <laughs> I mean, for something to blow up that quickly, and I, I went from having nothing going on, and I just had graduated college the year before, had nothing going on to, like, all of this, and I wanted to make the most of it. So I got in touch with his agent who was trying to get in touch with me, and now she's been my agent for three years, uh, incredible okay, human being, Debbie Spanders, her name. And she so she kind of helps me with these deals now, but it was a, such a whirlwind when I first started because I didn't want to miss an opportunity. And, it, it, like, I, the first thing I did was uh, Sunday NFL Countdown, and I was going to do it for free. <laughs> my agent's like what are you doing? That's not something you do for free. But I, in this industry, you don't know. Like I right. was grateful for any and every opportunity I got. So it was a whirlwind for sure, but very happy with how everything worked out. Everything happens for a reason. So glad I'm here today. No, you have an incredible story. It's Thank awesome. So uh, best of luck. Thank you so much. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Before we let you go, though, what's your best bet for this weekend? Best bet for this weekend. It is plus 550 for Travis Kelsey to score two or more touchdowns. He's had like three that. or more touchdowns in every playoff game since 2019. That is a lock, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Taking it. Travis Kelsey, plus 550. Take that, Pat. That's <laughs> Annie Agar. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on 
the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. So we were just talking about the big game tomorrow, VCU hosting the Dayton Flyers. Programming note, your point guard, captain, and leader, Zeb Jackson, will join the show tomorrow at 1.30. All right, 1.30 tomorrow on AWOD Radio, your point guard for the VCU Rams ahead of the matchup against the Dayton Flyers, Zeb Jackson. Join the Zeb train all aboard. Zeb joins me tomorrow at 1.30 as we're broadcasting live from Radio Row here. Bud Light Big Game Week. Chiefs against the 49ers. And I'll tell you, I really feel like this is going to be one of the most entertaining Super Bowls in a while. We have a rematch. That's a big element to it, right? The Kyle Shanahan thing we started the show with, the fact that he's been to the Super Bowl twice and blown second-half leads, including one against the Kansas City Chiefs when the Chiefs came back with Mahomes and Kelsey and won 31-20. Also, of course, the 28-3 lead that he blew against the Atlanta Falcons. So the fact that this is a rematch is, I think, the number one thing to look at here and why this is an intriguing Super Bowl. Number two... The fact that the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, certainly the greatest of this generation, Patrick Mahomes, is coming into a Super Bowl trying to go back-to-back. First time an NFL team would have done that in 19 years, and he's an underdog. right? Like That's very interesting to me. It tells me here we are in Vegas. They view the 49ers possibly as the better roster from top to bottom. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer rug cleaning hot seat. He's joined the program before from Kansas City. It is Soren Petro. What's going on, Soren? I'm, I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm so jealous of the fact that when you come to Radio Row, you're talking about your team playing in the big game. Yeah, it, uh, it was a long time coming. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Harlan's call when the Chiefs finally won in 2019 was, uh, it's been 50 years, a lifetime. That's what he said. And it had been because I, I was... 49 or 50, and I had never seen them win. Mm-hmm. Like they, they won in January of 70, and I was born in 71. Mm. So I've been a fan my whole life, and they'd never won. Now now we, we were dumb. We actually didn't think we were going to make it this year. So we, we we booked to come in on Tuesday and leave on Friday, <laughs> and then we had to rebook everything because then all of a sudden the Chiefs made it. They caught fire. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a whole new world the last five years. So we're here in Vegas, the first Super Bowl in Vegas. And speaking of Vegas. I used to live in Vegas. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I might want to talk about that later. But the Vegas odds are in the favor of the 49ers. Are you shocked by that at all? I, it's, it's interesting because – most people I talk to say they're picking the Chiefs because of Mahomes. Right. Yet the mathematicians, largely the odds makers use the mathematicians, are picking the 49ers. So where's the disconnect? And so I, I think, you know, there is an element of the human nature of things. Like Patrick Mahomes, just whatever it takes to win, he finds a way to do it. Where if you look at, you know, Bosa on Donovan Smith, edge Niners. Like, you, you go through kind of a mathematical approach to it. I think the Niners are better for 52 guys. The Chiefs are better than people realize. They're definitely better on defense than people realize. Yeah. But is Patrick Mahomes that much of a difference maker? So, look, the Chiefs were a five-point point or five point dog to the Ravens when that kicked off. You saw how that went. So, I, I think it's fair. You know, once you get under three, I play the money line on a dog at two and a half. Yeah. I definitely one and a half and two. 
points don't really matter that much. So it's a fairly close game. They were an underdog to the Eagles last year, so I don't think it's worrying anybody within the Chiefs. NFL opening ceremonies here this week. I had a good conversation with Steve Spagnola, defensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs. He basically was laughing like, it's hard for him to sleep this week. He's lucky he had two weeks to prepare for the 49ers because they just have so much star power. Everybody knows the Brock Purdy story, but Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, arguably like top three in each position. Yeah, they are, and I think, you know, that's where I say the Chiefs defense may be a little unknown as well, like how well they are equipped. You're gonna, I think you'll see when this free agent cycle comes up, the Chiefs go into free agency with Chris Jones, uh, Derek Noddy, Michael Dana, three of their four starting defensive linemen, Willie Gay, and Drew Tranquil, two of their three starting linebackers, yeah. Legereus Sneed, uh, and Mike Edwards, who is now starting at safety, but one of their corners in the starting safety. And when you see what these guys get paid elsewhere, people are going to go, oh, wait a minute, that team, wait, they had all these guys? Because Legereus Sneed is the guy they travel with the number one wide receiver. He held in Germany Tyree Kill to eight catches for 62 yards, held him to like five catches for 52 yards in the playoff game. He traveled with Devontae Adams, held him to like three catches for 16 yards. And the all-pro corner on the team is Trent McDuffie, the other guy, right? So they have the best corner tandem in football. That never gets talked about. McDuffie has become a star in his second year, but he has he doesn't lead the league in interceptions because he just covers well, right? He, in fact, I think he had zero interceptions this year, but was first-team all-pro. And then LeJarius Sneed is that typical long, lanky corner and he's the guy that Spagnuolo says he's not beating us today. So they have two corners that can handle the wideouts of the Niners. Their, their linebackers, I mentioned Drew Tranquil was a steal in free agency away yeah. from the Chargers. Has played middle linebacker when Nick Bolton went down, plays on the outside in the base 4-3, but has also filled in for Willie Gay when they're two linebacker sets. So they've got three really good linebackers, a thumper in the middle and Nick Bolton, but Willie Gay and Drew Tranquil can really run and really cover. And then on the D-line, you know, Chris Jones is outstanding. They do, they will miss Charles Amenahu, but George Karloftis had ten and a half sacks in his second year. Michael Dana had seven sacks in like the first uh, eight or nine games that tailed off a little bit, but if you focus your attention elsewhere, he can't beat you. So I think this Chiefs defense is a lot more equipped to match up with the Niners than people realize. Joined by Soren Petro, host of the program, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Have you been following this story, Biennemi going to the locker room before the AFC title game? What do you make of that, man? You know, I think if you're uh, in the Andy Reid family of coaches, you're always welcome back. Mm. And there are probably a lot of people that love to see Eric Biennemi back, especially with the offense kind of struggling. Now, the, the offense didn't struggle just because Biennemi was gone and and Matt Nagy took back over a job he had had before Eric Bieniemy was COC. There were things in the personnel that were an issue. Defenses are better now. They know how to cover. They know how to stop uh, what the Chiefs do a lot better. So I think that, that part of the Matt Nagy blame gets overblown. But, you know, they really need Rasheed Rice to come along in the second half. That, that he did, that helped out. So offensively they've been better. But I think, you know, Eric Bieniemy is a guy that everybody appreciated his toughness. Everybody appreciated, you know, the, the work that he did, he's a fine offensive coordinator. He's an incredible running backs coach. I'd say he's great offensive coordinator, but he's only got a few years with that under his belt. But, you know, he, he is a guy that the, the team really, really, I think, appreciates and respects what all he does. We always talk about the Kansas City offense, high-powered, Travis Kelsey, Pacheco, of course, Patrick Mahomes, playmaker all over the field. The thing is, though, is that it only took 17 points to beat the Baltimore Ravens. How many points do you think it's going to take to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, you know, they'll want one more than whatever the other team gets, right? <laughs> That's a simple one. But, 
You know, I, I've heard some people say first one to 20 wins. Oh, wow. Um, I'm kind of of that mindset that it's going to be more defense than people realize because the 49ers defense is being banged up, but it was a t- you know being beaten up for you know being gashed in the run the last couple of weeks. But for the regular season, they were a top five run defense. Right, two games doesn't erase everything else that they did, and so I, I think the 49ers defense is better than it's being given credit for. I know the Chiefs defense is better, and I think they will do a a, a better job of slowing the offenses. And once you know. They always say styles makes fight make make fights, but I also think situations create opportunity. If it's slow early, then it becomes a rock fight. If somebody goes right down the field, then the other team responds and brings out all the good plays and goes right down the field. I think this will settle in and be more of a chess match, be more of a a rock fight. And the defenses, while the day, I, I think if you can get to twenty four, you're a winner. And of course, it is a Super Bowl rematch. Let's go back four years. What do you remember was the biggest factor in the win for the Chiefs? Uh, well, they had like a fourth quarter comeback. There, they right? did. They were down. They were down ten. They were down four, uh, ten points. Uh, they were down ten points with right about seven to go, and that's when uh, Travis Kelsey caught the touchdown, and scored, and in that second half, uh, Patrick Mahomes threw a couple of interceptions. And then in the fourth quarter, he throws an INT, and they're down ten. He's got two interceptions, and you're like, wow, the moment's too big for him. We finally found the spot where they can't do it, and lo and behold, they come back, put a drive together culminates in a Travis Kelsey touchdown, and Kelsey just basically ran through the end zone and off to the field and onto the sideline and just was, you know, encouraging the team, like, let's go, let's go. And, you know, back then the, the offense was still ahead of the curve. They still had more Andy replays they hadn't gotten to. Jet Chip Wasp, one of them. That's the big Tyree Kill third and 15 catch where they, you know, went in and out. Mahomes comes over on NFL Films. It's legendary in Kansas City. Do we have time to run Wasp? Do we have time to run Wasp? That's what he wanted. He wanted that play. And, and Biennemi's even seen, do we have time for Wasp? He's talking to somebody upstairs like, <laughs> I don't know, do we? What do we think? Because the Niners, you know, we're, we're having a pretty good go against the Chiefs tackles. And you can see on the play, Mahomes lets go of the ball before Tyreek Hill even comes out of the break because mm-hmm. they're coming. Yeah. And just that play is legendary. It's, it's you know, they sell socks with the diagram <laughs> of Jet Chip Wasp on it. So it was Mahomes and it was the offense and it was just, Mahomes' competitive nature to never quit, never give up, no matter how bad the day's going. And uh, and I think, you know, it, it sounds boring to be like, well, it was Patrick Mahomes. It was Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Soren, love having you on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Love coming on your show. This was great to do it in person. Yeah, it was great to see it and put a face with the name and love all the work you do for us. Everybody always loves when you're on. Man, thanks so much. I you appreciate bet. it. You're the best. Thank yep. you. That's Soren Petra. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD on the fan.